Welcome to the Clearly Podcast, episode one. Why Power BI isn't Excel. Recorded on the 8th of October, 2020, with hosts Shailen Chudasama, Tom Goff, and myself, Andy Clark. Okay, look, I'm going to start by reading out some of the lines that get said to me as a Power BI consultant that when when I hear them, my heart can sink a little bit on this particular subject. So the first one is Power BI is basically Excel on steroids. The second one is I can do it in Excel, so it must be possible in Power BI. And the third one is just think of Power BI as Excel and you'll be absolutely fine. And whenever I hear that, I realize I've got some work to do to go and set somebody's expectation about why Power BI is not Excel. So what we're going to talk about today is the reasons why Power BI is not Excel. Who wants to begin? The one I'd probably pick up on, first of all, is that first quote about um, Power BI is just Excel on steroids. And it's it's an interesting quote because it's not, to my mind, entirely without merit. But I think it... It tends to cause people to to think about Power BI in slightly the wrong way and think about it as being just a, almost just an extension of Excel, which it's not. Um, I mean, the the on steroids side of it is that you've got a lot of features that exist in both Excel and Power BI, particularly around some of the Power Query stuff and how you can ingest data from different sources into uh, Power BI and and then visualize it. But where the real difference comes is that Power BI doesn't really do looking at line level data very well. It looks a lot better at the aggregates and it creates a much more interactive data exploration experience. It's not about trying to look at every row of data, which you would kind of have to do with with that sort of data set in Excel. thing to add there is, um, you know, Excel people use as databases. And they use as storage as well. So <laughs> yeah. So you know when you when you when you yeah, how many times you've spoken to people and go, oh, we just need to store something, right? We'll just create an Excel sheet and we'll start typing. And there we go, we saved it. And all of a sudden, the whole company's using this one Excel sheet to store all of their travel information or expense information or anything else. Power BI. Or the coronavirus test results. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Power Power BI doesn't allow that storage like that because it's not designed for that. And, you know, one of the clear differentiators is Power BI is an analytics tool. It's a data exploration, data analytics tool. Um, But where where there is this kind of overlap, and I think if you think about the history of Power BI, when Microsoft embedded or, or created Power, you know, the, the, the Power Tools, let's say Power View, and then there's a Power Query, but Power View, especially Power View within um, Excel as, a, as an add-in, um, and then, but now we have a, a product called Power BI, some of those visuals are in Power BI, and that's where people may think, well, we had this, you know, these, these visuals in, in, Power, in Excel. So, so what about the point then that people seem to think that if they can do something in Excel, they can do it in Power BI? Uh, in, in the same way, you, you almost need to sort of throw out the, the converse to that of going, but 
if you if you're going to say that if it if you can do it in Excel, then you should be able to do it in Power BI. That should that would also lead you towards the idea of well, if you can do it in Power BI, you should be able to do it in Excel. And it, it gets to the point of going, but these are two separate tools for two very specific reasons. And in the same way, you wouldn't want to uh, try to put a screw into the wall using a hammer. It's far easier to do it with a screwdriver. You you know you've got two different uh, two different purposes of of tools, two different tools that have their specific purposes. Keeping that differentiation of well, what, what are you trying to achieve here versus what tool are you using to achieve it? Yeah, exactly, Tom. And then you know, when when if 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 um, users or companies if they're trying to use, let's say, Excel to capture information, store information, things like budgeting and forecasting. That's that's a good example. You know, you, you use Excel, we we plan it, we put our data in there. Great. And then you create some visuals based on it to say, well, where are we according to the budget? You know, and are we on target, etc. And then you create a few visuals, let's say in Excel. Um, as soon, the, the first thing is, well, how are you going to share that? I mean, you can share elements, but what you normally find is they then take those reports put it into PowerPoint and start sharing PowerPoint or they just share the Excel file and then someone has changed it or accidentally changed it or they put it on a share and everyone's accessing it and where you know Power BI accesses that data let's say from Excel because it can access the data from Excel then you can quite easily share that information through Power BI. And at the same time, Shailen, you, you, there is also the fact that Excel can access data from Power BI. It's that's actually yeah. a two-way street, and the there is a databasing element to Power BI that we need to sort of bear in mind a little bit. That these these are two very much complementary tools. They're using them together and using each of them to their strengths. I think it is something really important. That, that we need to just bear in mind a little bit that it does allow us to actually uh, work with work with both tools together to get the the two different layers that we we might want to analyze and the different ways we might want to view that data yeah really really good point because um you know a number of times you've actually heard people saying we've done far too much with excel and we it's caused us all these uh, we've got lots of spreadsheets everywhere we just want to use power bi but you can't just switch off Excel. Excel has its purpose. And that's where people, they, they think, right, we're just going to not use Excel. That is not the case. It's a good point, yeah. And then where, do, where does Excel have purpose over and above going to something which has got a bit more, I guess, discipline or robustness in, such as using Access, SQL, I, a proper database, which is based on, of course, rows and columns as opposed to Excel, which is based on cells, despite the fact people think it is based on rows and columns, but it's not. The master data store probably ought to be in a proper database system, be that a relational database like SQL, or if you if you want to go for something less structured, there's all options like MongoDB and things like that on the market. But all of those provide a much more sort of structured and much more disciplined form of data storage. But then they don't easily lend themselves to doing calculations on your data and doing further digging into that, that data. And this is where Excel still has it, its place hugely. 
is when you're actually trying to um, work out scenarios and things like that. And if you if you need to work out a scenario of what if we increase the price of everything by 10% across the board, we can then look at the that data set in Excel, add a calculation into there without updating our source database with that because we wouldn't want to actually do it. We just want to know what impact that will have down on the bottom line. We can then go through a, a route like working that through in Excel. We can then ingest that data into Power BI and uh, create some visual over it and look at that in an aggregate form. So working through some of that in Excel is, is still very, very much does have its place. Um, and being able to, to get drill down right to individual detail of, uh, of your data, there's, there's still a, a real need to be able to see that kind of detail. And Excel is, is a good tool for doing that. So Excel for scenario analysis, what if, absolutely fantastic. Do you ever get to a point or have you been at a point in implementations where you try and stop a client from using Excel as their source that, you know, that you've actually just said, look, guys, you know, please just get rid of this Excel spreadsheet, whether it's too big, whether it's unstable, whether there's um, data quality issues, and then what do you do next? Um, I would say mo most of the time in an implementation, you'll hit that point. Um, it's not always feasible to do. And probably the most common scenario that you see Excel clung onto hugely is for storing budget data. Because it's something that doesn't get changed very often. And customers often don't see the value in spending a lot of money on a proper system to store budget data in. So the the, the cost benefit of actually implementing a full system for, the, for budget storage can be a, diff, a difficult case to make. Where it comes to uh, more day-to-day -day operational data, uh, it's something that most companies have moved away from Excel nowadays, but you do, you do still see it sometimes. But usually part of the implementation and the reason for going in and working on a BI implementation is the fact that they are moving away from Excel into something more structured. Um, so th there's usually already an appetite for, for getting away from Excel by the time we get to start talking about a BI implementation. Um, I think that's probably, has that been your experience as well, Shailen? Yeah, and the, I was going to say that the, um, it's not that we, we try and stop them. We, we can't, you know, stop them. What, what, we, what we have done, and a lot of it, is to provide audits. And we did one recently, actually. So an, an audit where... Um, and just helping them, helping them with, because they were storing a lot of sensitive information in Excel and realized that storing this information, even though it's on a secure, let's say, share somewhere, but it's still accessible, they still, they were still emailing, because that's one of the, the, the problems with Excel is um, it's, a, it's a good tool for the application. It's been around for many, many years. But as soon as, just imagine, you know, the scenario, you type in a budget is a good example. You, you've typed in something or you've typed in some information. You've got this Excel um, file. And then the next thing is you try to put it into a share and say, right, use this share. That's the, that's the central version. But someone will email it. 
And as soon as they email it, somebody else gets it, they change it. And then all of a sudden it goes around and everyone's changed it. And you've got multiple versions flying around everywhere. And then when you try and produce some kind of report, even within Excel, all of the numbers and everything you typed in may just be completely different. So which one is the actual source now? Um, so what, what we try and advise is, look, Excel is good for what it's good for. Um, but when you're trying to have that kind of central view of this or information, even if you had you know, Power BI as that view, then um, a, there's, a, there's another element of Power BI, which is export to. So you can export to CSV or export, let's say, and then open it in, CS, in Excel. Um, that's still better to do that because you know the data is coming from that central source um, of information. So that's kind of our, our experience. We just help them on that auditing and, and that journey, I would say. Yeah. Now, I, I think there's also an aspect to this whole debate of why Power BI isn't Excel to the extent that it kind of is, as in, you know, some of the roots of Power BI have come from Excel. Shailen, I know that you've you've been with both products throughout this. Can you just briefly talk through the, the genesis of this? Yeah, sure. So, um, and this is, um, you know, going back now, um, but the product, you know, the product itself was, you know, there were lots of um, analytic tools out there. Um, analytics itself was an area which was which was absolutely growing um, as an area. Um, and there were some clear kind of market leaders. Um, and according to Gartner, you know, Microsoft had a tool set or lots of different tools. Um, but this whole clear area of data and analytics, the, you know, what, what Microsoft did is acquired a product. Um, so remember those days actually acquired, acquired a product called ProClarity and um, created a, a few things within Excel as well. So um, those components were things like, you know, Power Query, Power View, Power Map, remember Power Map as well. And they had yeah. these power tools that you could enable as an add-in. And the first versions, I do remember actually, the first versions, because this goes back to the time at Microsoft, and, you know, the first versions of, of PowerView, you had to enable Silverlight to run them. And lots of organizations didn't allow Silverlight or running Silverlight. Um, you had to, you know, you had to enable um, things uh, there. Um, but that was, so But then um, Microsoft, you know, uh, decided that, we should have a, a product. And then that's when the build of Power BI started. Um, and that's, as we know it now, Power BI came from this acquisition yeah, of, of a, a product or a company called ProClarity. Um, there were two elements, and I was actually working on the, with, that, with that product, um, but there were two elements. There was the view kind of or, or uh, analysis part, but then there was also the planning part, which is known as you know, they had another product after that called Performance Point. And Performance Point was that planning engine, which then moved into SharePoint. And they, they no longer kind of do that Performance Point planning part. Um, but then the M&A part or the, you know, the uh, um, analysis part, that's where the roots kind of came from. That acquisition um, developed a lot within Excel and then Power BI. That's where that's how Power BI started. So and and thanks and thanks for that. Um, that going back to where it all came from, and, and the fact is there are similarities. We you know a, a part of day in day out use of Power BI course is Power Query, um, which is a fundamental part of of Excel. 
Um, and just, just, just shifting on a little bit, you know, if you've got a customer that is just having issues with Excel, they're, you know, they're looking to go and make that leap to go to Power BI, what, what are the things that you get them to start to do to start on that journey? What are the top three things that somebody can do to, to go into a direction of having more robust, more solid reporting? Um, well, I think the, the the first thing I think is to try to try to move the storage or start to move your main data storage away from Excel and towards a a more robust um, structured database source. I would say se- second thing is to actually understand where you still need to use Excel and where Power BI can actually give you an advantage. And probably thirdly is where you might need to look at another tool that is neither Excel nor Power BI in order to deliver some of your more pixel perfect structured reports and form type outputs that you're going to need in the business as well. Because you, again, you've got the, the Excel and Power BI that between them can do most of that but you still have other reporting needs that don't necessarily sit in either of those buckets very easily and i think trying to understand that difference is probably the other key to getting these elements to work properly together yeah and then but then and 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 also specific let's say use cases we have seen many use cases where excel was used and is still is used um, for management information, you know, especially um, management um, board packs and management reporting. Um, but then, what they, you know, what, what organizations or individuals do is then take those and put it into uh, maybe a PowerPoint or create something and then save it as a PDF and then share it out. Now, that particular use case, you can still use Excel uh, for some of the some of the data, but what we found is. That some of that underlying data resides elsewhere anyway. But then having you know Power BI produce that management pack or management board pack means you can share it. It's it's ha- it has its advantage over Excel because it's designed for analytics. It's designed for that visual, let's say, you know, appeal uh, within within Power BI. Um, but the other thing you can do is, you know, when, when people share it and they will see that share and they'll see that link. And then the data, underlying data or the model is refreshed. So you don't have to spend. We had we had a particular use case where they were spending X number of days to produce these health and safety board packs um, every month. But the days were just kept on going up and up every month, you know, and, and I think they got to about it would take them eight days of effort to produce this monthly board, board pack. Um, so we, we helped the client. We, we wrote, um, you know, it, it was a, a Power BI uh, report. Um, the source files and the, the source information was fed in. And that process is now just automated and it's refreshed and they see that. And, you know, they are because the data itself is, is refreshed often, they don't see it as a, just a monthly board pack now. This is a, a report that's just refreshed and they can uh, visualize and I think that's a really important point, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, the, well, it's a couple of really important points in there. So it's the time saved for people 
seemingly endlessly putting together Excel reports and becoming Excel jockeys and just building out Excel nonstop, you know, with with the usual number of errors in there. Um, and then there's moving to the ease of having reliable, robust data that's refreshed on a daily or even more basis. And it's when, when I think people realize they can move from one to the other and they can have that structure and security and safety and confidence in that data, that's an incredible direction for somebody to go in. Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned, and it's interesting you mentioned, Andy, on the, um, you know, the, the quality and, and the data and errors as well. Because what you would what you'll find is when they produce things using Excel, even if the source is somewhere else, but then they've extracted that source information, they've plugged it into Excel, they've done some, you know, created some graphics or created some charts, and now they create a pack and take these file, uh, take the charts and create this pack. Now, if there were errors at source, you know, the rule is, and you know, anyone who ever tell you the rule is, you fix the error at source. But what happens is they keep on fixing or overriding this error in Excel because yeah. it's easy to do that. Whereas, you know, and with Power BI, it will it will expose that error, but then you're kind of helping them to fix the error at source. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with that though, you just the one thing you do have to be slightly careful of is uh, to keep people away from the temptation of using the Power Query elements of Power BI in order to fix the errors as you import them, because I've seen that sort of thing go on before. And you end up with a situation where all you're doing is you, you again, moving that error fixing into your reporting system and you never actually go back and fix the real error. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You've seen that m- many times as well. Okay, guys, look, we're kind of uh, coming up to time right now. So thank you for that. I'd just like to end on any thoughts and we can you know we can put into show notes um on any obvious places or um resources or any you know if anybody is really interested in looking at their excel assets and if they're looking to move to power bi what's a good starting point i think for me the starting point is download power bi desktop it's a free download and just start having a go with it uh, at the same time, there's plenty of uh, Microsoft have actually got some pretty decent tutorials and documentation on the Power BI website. And I am going to just finish with my little bit here with a little plug for the uh, the Power BI user groups because I run one in the the West Midlands here, here in the UK. Um, because the user groups are a, are a fantastic community for actually uh, engaging with other users of Power BI and getting to talk to other people about it and it's i think that community is a great asset to uh getting to learning power bi if you're just starting out or even if you've been doing it for years just join in and uh and there's going to be something for you in it and tom i think that's a really great point because i you know i'm i'm part of the houston power bi community um and it's been great to go and meet up get to know other people just talk with them um and obviously that's been a little bit sideswipe with covid and you know i can't wait to all of us can get back into a room together and and have the discussions and presentations and everything we've been having shaylen what are yeah, you yeah absolutely final point? no yeah agree so download it you know there's a free free download for power bi desktop have a play um and 
no plugs or anything, but look at our sites. We've got lots of blogs and we, we, we continually, you know, continuously um, uh, upload videos and content. Um, the Power BI community is a, a good one as well. Um, but the one thing so I would Tony, mention... This is, this is our podcast. We can we can completely unashamedly plug ourselves. <laughs> Fant- fantastic. Yeah. So, so go, where go, does somebody go? Clearlycloudy.co.uk. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and um, we have lots of blog posts, etc. cetera. Um, but download it. Have a play. A huge caveat, though. A huge caveat, I would tell anyone, even when I present this, um, is if you download it and you're used to Excel, don't fall into the trap of making those same mistakes in Power BI. Because what, what, yeah. what we find, especially with, with people, what we find is... Power BI is this new shiny tool and everything they've done in Excel, they try and replicate in Power BI. You don't have to do that. Yeah. yeah. And there are much better ways to do it with Power BI. Yeah. And, no, and no one of the things Excel that we're, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tom, what was that? As I say, no, no one's taking Excel off you. You, 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 you still, you still have Excel. You can still use it. Yeah. It's not an either or situation. Yeah. We, and look, we do. And, I was going to say, Andy, we do we do actually offer um, health checks and audits as well. Yeah, we yeah. offer a free health check and a free audit. If you are swamped as an organisation with all these Excel files and you, and you have those data quality issues and you find yourselves in some of these use cases that we've discussed, um, speak to us. And and I think absolutely, and I think one of the plan is actually to go and do a follow up podcast on audits and what that involves. So more detail there, but. I mean, if not, go to the Clearly Cloudy, clearlycloudy.co.uk website. And the other thing that we have been discussing, and we'll put up soon, um, is training, which is for somebody that knows Excel well, how to get them up to speed with Power BI quickly and making sure that somebody understands why Power BI isn't Excel and why it is and how to transfer their skills from, from one to the other. And that will be going up uh, pretty soon. Hi, this is Andy again, and I just want to say thanks for listening to our podcast. All feedback is welcome. We'd love to hear your ideas of future shows and any questions you may have that we can cover in a future show. If you want to contact us directly, then please come on over to clearlycloudy.co.uk for the UK and Europe or clearlysolutions.net for the United States.